What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. If you're always thinking about something that you've always wanted to do and you never do it, that's way worse than like facing the challenges of doing it. You know, so I could be like, I could be like, all right, I'm going to stay in Colorado. Like, I love it here. But then what if I did that? And I just said, well, I'm not going to move to Norway because I don't really want to get into all that. I'd always be wondering, like, what my life would have been with this girl. Welcome to Jump Podcast, formerly known as the Budget Minded Traveler. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. All right, guys, guess what? The published date for today's episode is April 10th, 2019. And that means that a rather important date and anniversary has just gone by. And that was... When I first launched this podcast five years ago, five, the podcast is five years old. So today I just want to take another moment to make a community shout out to everyone who has somehow contributed to this podcast journey, whether you listen to the show or have been there for me personally along the way or both, or if you've been a guest on the show or left me a review or sent me a message, shared this show with a friend or maybe showed up to travel with me in some far flung corner of the planet because you listen to this podcast. It is amazing to me how much this podcast has changed my life. So thank you always and forever for being right where you are, tuning in to my voice from wherever you are. I always say it takes a village and I am so grateful that you are part of my village and my own journey in podcasting. I can't believe it's been five years. So cheers to that. Thanks for being here. Anyway, uh, today we get to hear from another one of our favorite podcasters, actually. Uh, You'll remember Jason Moore from Zero to Travel. He's been on the show several times and I've been on his show several times. Um, When you're in this solo podcasting business, it's really nice to have show buddies that share space in the same arena and are always happy to jump on the mic, just like Hayden in the last episode too. Um, So I'm so happy to have Jason back on today. And even though he's been a guest several times, we have an entirely new topic of conversation for you today, one that Jason and I have never actually talked about that I can't wait to get into, which is his life in Norway. Um, and how he met his wife, who is Norwegian, and what it's like for him to have transitioned from sunny Colorado to full-time expat in Norway. Um, What that means for daily life, his family life. He has two kids now, language and communication and lots of other things. Before we get into it today, I want to take a moment to give a shout out to our supporting partners for today's show. Tossable Digits is your cell phone number solution when it comes to heading overseas for long periods of time. If you're thinking about studying abroad or moving abroad or working abroad or becoming a digital nomad or a long-term traveler of sorts, check this out. Nobody wants to keep an expensive cell phone plan at home that you can't use overseas, but many of us would also hate to part with our precious phone numbers. So 
You can use tossable digits to turn your number into a virtual number, which you can then have calls and texts forwarded to any number that you then get overseas. And you only pay for what you use. And they're offering a killer deal to start out just $1 for your entire first month. And you can find that at tossabledigits.com slash jump. So bookmark that now, even if you're going to be traveling a little bit later, tossabledigits.com slash jump. And um, you can also find that link on the show notes page. Also, I know a lot of you have already jumped on the Pimsleur train since I started sharing these a couple months ago. Pimsleur is a language learning app that focuses on audio lessons. And it's a great way to kickstart your language learning goals from wherever you are right now. Even if you only have five minutes at a time, or if you have a commute to work, you can take it with you and access it straight from your phone. Think of the Pimsleur approach like hearing a song on the radio. You don't have to study the lyrics or understand musical notes and chords to remember a song. Chances are, if you hear a song once, you can sing along the next time you hear it. And by listening to the native speakers interact in everyday conversations on the Pimsleur app and exposing yourself on a regular basis to these conversations, you will pick up the words like you pick up song lyrics. As humans, we are hardwired to learn this way and that's why Pimsleur works. Um, You can try it right now for free for seven days by going to myjumpoffer.com. And then it's only $14.95 a month after that. Um, and you can cancel anytime. So myjumpoffer.com. That link is also on the show notes page. Check it out. Learn another language. All the cool kids are doing it. And speaking of cool kids, let's get Jason on here to take our minds on a journey to Norway. This is going to be cool because you have been on, you've been on the show. I don't even know how many times now. We've talked about so many different things, but today I'm kind of excited because I I'm hoping this is going to be juicy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about like wh- how how you ended up in Norway. Like I want you to tell us the story because you're married to a Norwegian. You have little Norwegian babies. Like you are <laughs> doing the thing, the expat thing in Norway, which is not so common. You know, like. The last few, um, the last few episodes that I've done in this series have been about language learning, and but they're all they're all romance languages, which is also why I'm like, okay, who can I talk to that's like not not a romance language? And of course, I thought of you, um, and I feel like we're show buddies now. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, and I feel like you have definitely something to bring to the table that's totally out of the box when it comes to like expat life and learning a foreign language and because Norwegian, I mean, it's so different. It's not a language people generally think, oh, I'm going to learn Norwegian, you know, like that's going to be really helpful in this life, <laughs> you know? Right. And so, but you're doing oh, it. Trust be- me. I had this, I had the same feelings, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but you're doing it sort of out of, well, probably out of two things. One, maybe a bit of necessity and two, probably hopefully some interest. I mean, here you are like, living in Norway with a whole like Norwegian thing going on. So would you tell us your story? Like, can you tell us your love story? Like, will you tell us how you ended up there? How you met your wife and like, just all the things? (laughs) (laughs) It is a juicy tale. I think juicy was the right word. I think you used that earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, 
First of all, thanks for having me back on the show. It's nice yeah, to be show buddies with here. you. Yay. Super fun. Yeah. How do we end up in different places as humans? I don't know. Like, uh, I lived, I'm actually in Boulder, Colorado right now, which you know, and mm-hmm. we're, we've been traveling now with my family. Like you mentioned, I have two little ones. And my wife, she's on maternity leave because uh, they get a really nice maternity leave. And I'm actually on, it's called Papa Permission, which is like the <laughs> p- paternity leave. I'm on paternity leave right now. I'm not even supposed to be working, oh, Jackie. Oh, no, we're ruining it. Oh, uh, I'm This so microphone's sorry. so heavy. Oh I don't gosh. know if I can hold it up. This is too much work. And, I'm and you just had to spend a whole month in Mexico with your community. <laughs> I mean, I must, that must have been so hard. <laughs> well, we were in, we were in Florida for... <laughs> two weeks and we were in Mexico for like almost two weeks and then now we've been mm-hmm. in Colorado for um over oh, about a month and a half now and we've still got a few weeks to go so it's been sweet um mm-hmm. but we're heading back to Norway in in mid-April the time of this recording and yeah uh, I never thought I would live in Norway Jackie it's funny <laughs> because with our community location indie or like the digital nomad movement if you're tuned into that you kind of know that a lot of digital nomads start a business so they can then travel and they'll go to places where it's super cheap, right? Mm-hmm. They'll go to like, <laughs> like Norway. Hey, I'm live in, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it all wrong, which is pretty funny because everybody else is like, hey, I want to, you know, have this business and I'm going to live in Chiang Mai for 300 bucks a month. And I'm like, oh, I could buy a beer for $300 in Norway, <laughs> you know, like, yes. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it's, it's my home and there, I mean, we can get into the language thing and, and how that journey was, but the love story, I met my wife in a hostel in Brazil oh. when I was on a short holiday with a buddy of mine. I wasn't like looking to meet anybody or anything. In fact, if you want the tale to get juicier, I was actually with another person at the time. Oh, sorry. There's the juice. Admit, but yeah, I mean, hey. I'm just being honest. That's what Life's happens. crazy sometimes. It's that's not okay. ideal, you know. I think everybody um, out there is going to be like, oh, yeah, that's not a... <laughs> we, we understand. We've been there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. Uh, I just saw her at the hostel and we just had some kind of, you know, have you ever had that instant connection with somebody where it's just like, oh, something about that person's spirit is speaking to me, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't really know how else to describe it. So... Yeah, then I started getting I was already a little bit confused with the relationship I was in. I was like, uh, you know, is this like leaning toward marriage? We're supposed to get married, but I'm not really sure if I want to. Um, so there was some confusion there. And then I met my wife and well, she wasn't my wife at the time, <laughs> yeah. but um yeah, we met at this hostel and and we just spent some time together, just a couple days like just hanging out and doing different things. I was with my buddy, so she would join us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you go out with people in the hostel and you do different activities and stuff. And Mm -hmm. we just, I don't know, we just had this connection. But um, I I did tell her that, hey, I'm like with somebody and this is like really weird because we have this connection. And there was all this type of, it wasn't dramatic, but it was kind of, it was like dramatic for me, you know? So anyway... Long story short, she ends up going back to Norway. She was at the end of like a six-month solo backpacking trip through South America. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got to figure out my my life, you know? What the hell is going on here, Jackie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I fly back to the States. 
I tell the girl I'm with, like, basically everything that happens, like, happens. Like, I have this connection with this girl, blah, blah, blah. And so we almost break up. We have, we end up getting back together. We go on tour together and we reconcile. We're together for a while. But I kind of still had this experience with this girl, right? Um, So, you know, I communicated that to her and then we weren't really in touch because it wouldn't have been appropriate for me to like commit to being with somebody else and then that we would stay in touch on, you know, Mm -hmm. having Skype calls every week or something. So, but she would email me like, once a year on my birthday. So anyway, like whoa, this four is a years long passes. Time. Holy whoa. Okay. Yeah. And uh, at this point, like the other girl and I had broken up and that was a thing, you know, big thing I had to work through. And then I was single and I was doing that whole thing. And then after being single for a while and I just kind of had this girl in the back of my head. And then I guess it was the same for her. So I was like, maybe I should get in touch. So I think I reached out to her and then we started emailing then we started like we finally had a skype call at one point and we started we we're like writing letters and all this sort Aww. of romantic type of stuff uh because I'm, I'm sort of a bit of a romantic i guess mm-hmm. i i'd have to admit it. i actually like romantic comedies jackie is that is that wrong i no me? i appreciate that i mean I appreciate romantic a good comedies romantic are comedy. hilarious like they're they're good they're full of life lessons mm. and no, right. we can we can handle that. That's that, that's okay. Yeah, okay, okay, good. <laughs> this, is, this is a safe space here. <laughs> <laughs> Me and thousands of ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we had this like sort of romantic communication thing going on, like literally like letters and cards, handwritten and all this stuff. So a then, little PS, I love I think, you. <clears throat> yeah, but this is going on over a period of months, but we still haven't seen each other, so we're like still living our lives and everything, you know. And I think. She was dating somebody and, but it wasn't, I didn't really know. We didn't really talk too much about that kind of stuff. We just kind of got back in Mm -hmm. touch. Right. Yeah. So that evolved over some months. And then I think at a certain point I was like, well, Hey, why don't I come visit you? And then she was like, she didn't seem too keen on it because she just got an apartment and she was kind of like busy. I think she was dating somebody else. And she told me that the other day. So like, I was like, all right, well, I guess like, you know, maybe that's not a thing or whatever. But meanwhile, like, I would always wonder, like, oh, what was like, like this girl in Norway? Like, what I, what's Norway like? What's, what would it be like if we met again? Hmm. And would it even be a thing? You know. So anyway, more time passes, and at some point, I think we had a conversation where we're just like, you know, we either, I, I think I basically said like, we either have to meet up in person or like, kind of stop doing this yeah because you live four thousand miles away and what how long are we going to do this you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like clearly we're not just like pen pals (laughs) you know there's something more there and Mm -hmm. we had this experience together in south america like years prior so we decided to meet up in new york city over easter and then it was sort of like love all over again you know oh, it's just so... it was just like it was that's just there crazy. how much time had passed um, four years wow. wow yeah so um so we <laughs> spent like five days together i mean mm-hmm. she actually met my family uh, only because oh, that was quick. um I'm, <laughs> yeah i'm from the northeast and uh they were having like an easter thing and i was oh. um i live in colorado so i wanted to see them so i'm like well do you want to go have Easter dinner with my family because it was like a train ride away like an hour it seemed silly not to but it was also like 
oh, this is kind of weird because mm-hmm. she's meeting my family. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. of course, they knew all about the story and everything. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so it just was like the magic was there. Aww. And then from then on, because I went into it like I'm all casual. I'm like, ah, I'm like a trout. I just want to like, yeah, well, like we'll hang out and if it's cool we'll just kind of see where it goes but mm-hmm. like of course after coming back i'm like oh i got a i got this girlfriend and like this is the girl i'm gonna be with you know Whoa. after five <laughs> days i mean yes. after four years and five days <laughs> right i guess so then uh wow yeah so then basically our sixth day was me living with her in norway holy you think about that. okay wait so what happened <laughs> did you how long did that take well, like, then I decided, all right. So then I decided because I can work from anywhere, I was like, mm-hmm. well, all right, why don't I come visit her in Norway? The Schengen visa is three months long, as you know. Mm-hmm. So my head was kind of like, all right, well, I'll just come and we'll spend time together. And if uh, if it doesn't work out, then I'll just take my backpack and go travel through Eastern Europe or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of like my plan. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, whatever, you know, if after like three weeks, this isn't a thing, then I'm a traveler. I'll just yeah. find somewhere to go. It's no big deal. Yep, like, totally. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but it was funny because when I called her, I was like, all right, I don't think I told her I booked tickets. I'm like, I'm coming to visit you. She's like, that's awesome. She's like, how long are you coming for? I'm like, three months. And then she, it was just like silence. <laughs> <laughs> surprise i was like oh crap but that was my thought process i don't think she knew that you know Um, right right yeah and like she also she lived like a one-bedroom apartment so it's not it was not an easy you know it's weird for both of us like all of a sudden i'm just there so it's like this weird sort of in between because i'm not going to rent an apartment in oslo for oh i wasn't going to do it it's just expensive and it just seemed like kind of stupid um so we both kind of agreed on that like what am i going to do live there for years and like just date her casually and see her once a week like there was no that wasn't an option that kind of dating wasn't Mm. an option for us it was kind of like you were like all in or not you know i so appreciate that though like i feel that as a traveler it's that's it's kind of a reality as a traveler it's like you got to figure stuff out because you're on to the next you know you're moving like there's all these elements involved and it's man it's freaking hard to date (laughs) I will say that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of forces the issue. Yeah, it does. It does. It makes things like go. You have to like expedite. To to, you do. Yeah. So for better or worse, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there's a. I mean, that's a whole conversation. Oh yeah, like how you manage that in your mind and in relationships, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? But like, what is a good thing and a bad thing? It's like it's so individual and the Mm -hmm. dynamic between the two people and everything like that. And I think you know you can get caught up in like new love, of course, but then there's like. I mean, it's good that new love sort of um, diminishes or or I kind of like, I guess it, uh, there's some naivete around like what might be involved with actually moving to Norway and do it. Like if I like knew everything that was going to be involved, it would have been probably too much, too overwhelming. But instead I could just focus on, hey, like this person feels like my soulmate, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And that was like enough to allow us to overcome the things we need to in an international relationship, which is not easy when you're moving to another country and all that other stuff. So anyway, I wasn't moving there when I went there. I was just visiting. Yeah. So yeah. So then we had some time and then like at one point it kind of got tense, I think, uh, after like a a month and a half or two months. Um, (laughs) And I was just like, I'm going to Italy. My my buddy runs a food tour company down there. So I just like 
went down there just to spend a week and just get away and give each other some space. Not because we were like fighting or anything, but it was just kind of like, it was pretty intense, right? Like well, I'm like yeah, I can living imagine. with this person mm-hmm. and then now we're just like living together after hanging out for some days. And mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that sounds pretty intense. Yeah. But then, uh, but then when I left, she was like, she, something switched in her because she was kind of, I think, struggling with like, she had a new apartment. She kind of had her thing going on. She's like, do I, do I like, this is a big thing. Like, do I want this in my life? You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, not like, like I knew she cared about me, but did she really want like this was going to be a bigger thing, you know, it, was, it just felt that way. And I think on that trip, she just decided like she was definitely wanting that, you know, because there was definitely like some kind of energy shift. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, it was just as, since then we were like really, really <laughs> together then, so cool. you know? Yeah. So that, yeah. Then, then, I mean, just to summarize, we, I was kind of then traveling back and forth to Norway for a, a good long period of time. I didn't officially move there until about three years ago at the time of this recording, like three years mm-hmm. and three months ago. Mm-hmm. So um, there you go, Jackie. Now Love everybody it. has heard the story. <laughs> I know. Thank you for sharing that. I know those things can get personal, but I mean, we're all people. Yeah, that's okay. We're all persons. So, um, right. When did you get married? June 7th of 2014. Okay. So five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. And then, <laughs> and when did you have um, your first, your first kid? How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter's almost three and my son's eight months. So it's funny okay. because we, we weren't like hyper planning anything necessarily yeah um uh what weren't like not trying but we weren't like necessarily going for it either but um (laughs) yeah it's funny because we when we found out we were gonna have ellie we were still in between like my wife quit her job she came to colorado and then she came back to visit her family in norway we still hadn't picked a place to live which is kind of a conundrum Hmm. when you're find out you're gonna have a kid so yeah I mean, that was a anyway, tough cu- it is anyway. And then to right. add to the mix. That was human. a tough couple days because it became clear almost immediately in my head, even though I didn't want to admit it right away. Because I love Colorado, Jackie. I traveled all over for a really long time and I picked Boulder, Colorado to live because mm. this is had it checked to the most boxes. Mm-hmm. And this was a place that I love. So I think that says a lot being that I, I could have lived anywhere, you know, yep. where I could get a visa and stuff, but, or I could just kept traveling around, but I love this place. So it, but it became clear pretty quickly that like Norway was going to be the better option to have a kid because of the benefits and, you know, the maternity mm-hmm. leave and all that stuff. So that was tough because I had to kind of let go of the idea that I could be here and, that's when I sort of accepted that, okay, I guess I'm going to become an expat, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Not like, not like just visiting here for a few months and like hanging out and sort of having the travel experience uh, and sort of living there, but like kind of one foot, in, one toe in, <laughs> one toe out. Right. But, but, oh, this is like going to be my new home. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And I'm married. And... and we didn't have anywhere to live. Like, cause she had sold her apartment and everything. So oh, yeah, 
we were like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to have a kid and we're also, mm-hmm. we need to figure out where to live and what we're going to do and all this stuff. So yeah. it's crazy. Hey, life, keeping it interesting. Keep it spontaneous, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I kind of love though, is that right now you are in Boulder as we're, yeah, you live in Norway, but like you're there, yes. you're making it happen anyway, which yes. is obviously really important, you know, to find that balance and be able to get out and still be in the plate, like do all the things. Um, and, and how, how do you like living in Norway? Uh, that's a trick question. Really? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, no. Cause people ask me that. And like, it's really, it's hard to answer because I guess in my head, it's a series of ups and downs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's more than just living in a place. It's like other, all these other challenges that kind of come up that are related to adapting to this new country. And a new culture um, and language and all the yeah, things. Yeah, new culture, yeah. new, totally different kind of daily life. Because for me, it's not just... So, you know, Boulder, it's like a small town. You can get around everywhere on a bike. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, actually, Oslo is very bikeable. It's sunny here 300 days a year. Um Americans, you know, we like we like our cars, we hop in our cars, we have our car freedom, we go here and there. Um, and then I was moving to a European city, which uh, I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. I actually failed my driver's license there, which sucked. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, taking public transportation and living in a city, which is a totally different... Like if I moved to a city in the States, that's totally different mm-hmm. than being in Boulder, you know? So there's like adjustments on many levels. It's not just the cultural thing, but it was like living in a city, Um yeah, just, uh, yeah, obviously far from friends and family. So when he asked me that question, it's like, well, I do, there's a lot of things I like about it. And then a lot of things that are hard too, like not being able to be close to friends and family. Mm-hmm. Or like we were just talking a little bit before we recorded about, I was hanging out with our mutual friend, Matt mm-hmm. last night and we were recording and like, know a lot of people around here that are doing the type of work that we are yeah so right. it's really fun to get around that you know and i think ah oh, like it would be so cool if i was here like we could just be doing stuff like this all the time yeah and doing different projects and everything but can't you romanticize any location right oh of course like, it's super easy for me to romanticize my life in colorado from because i know what it was living here but like the fact of the matter is like people in my life then have left like uh, the city's changed so Mm -hmm. it's just and it's i have two kids so it's it's be a different scenario Mm -hmm. like coming back here would mean okay i have to pay for crazy daycare costs if i want to work i have to pay for crazy health care like that would like change my daily life dramatically Mm -hmm. you know so i do like living in norway like the thing i like the most about it is um, where we live in Oslo is the simplicity of my daily life. We we live in a 600 square foot apartment with two kids. Wow, <laughs> which is insane. Mm. But um, but we have like four stores near us. Like everything is just walking distance. We take public transportation. We don't. Hmm. It's just very like it's sort of like very minimal, simple living for yeah. us, right? And I like that because it frees my mind to do other things, right? Like I'm not, I don't have to go sit in traffic or do this or run around or whatever. Like I can just walk to the store and like get dinner and walk home Mm -hmm. and just kind of 
be in the neighborhood, like hanging around the neighborhood a lot, Jackie, you know, <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just like the simple life, you know? Yeah. We don't like spend a lot of money on things. We couldn't, we couldn't because we can't fit them in our apartment. Minimalist. You know? Yeah. We're not even traveling a ton right now in Norway because it's just with two kids that are smaller, it's, it's a little, it's not as enjoyable like well i shouldn't say that it's enjoyable in a different way but we can't like we talked about going to, up north to lufatin at one point yeah. but i'm like i want to do all these hikes and like we can't do that you mm-hmm. know unless we have somebody there to like watch the kids because mm-hmm. they're too young to do these things so it's like eh, we'll just wait on that yeah. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like it is what it is right. but um so yeah so there's a lot of things i love about norway and then there are a lot of things that can be challenging at times as well when I'm in, if I'm going to like a bad headspace for a period of days, but that's life, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I say that about Montana. This is my home. I love it here, you know, but it's not perfect. Like it comes with a huge set of challenges everywhere. Nowhere is perfect. I mean, really? No. Like when you were a few minutes ago, when you were saying, oh, well, there are things I like and there are things I don't like. Well, you can apply that to pretty much everything in life. So, right. you know, I mean, but what you just said, like the headspace thing, that's also very important because it matters where you are, not just where you are geographically, but like where you are internally, yeah. like to be balanced wherever it is that, that the road takes you. Because especially as a traveler, you know, like challenges abound, cultures are hard language barriers are hard and it doesn't matter if you're at home or abroad you're going to be faced with challenges every day i mean it's- yeah, some of the best days i've had anywhere when i was based somewhere are the days that i have embraced like the traveler's mindset you know what i mean where you just like kind of mm-hmm. have you ever done that in montana or something you have a day where you just definitely for some reason you have that feeling of adventure mm-hmm. where it's like oh let's like pretend i'm just yeah. here visiting it's not like you're not tricking yourself it's just kind of i don't know it's some like kind putting of fresh... on a new set of glasses or something yeah like... <laughs> exactly yeah. yep um yeah yeah and then when you're traveling through a place for like a month it's or a few weeks or a week or whatever it's it's pretty easy to maintain like a level of curiosity and happiness and all this stuff. But when you live somewhere for three years, you're going to experience more of the ups and downs in life. You know, you're surrounded by the same physical space, but you're still just living your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. It still comes down to you. It's like still your life. Yeah. It just, the scenery is different, you know, or whatever. But I'm so appreciative of what Norway has given us in terms of, I guess I should say it's like support and just kind of like the culture there is really laid back in in many ways. Like people, I think, see Norwegians as uptight and cold. That's the, the standard stereotype. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you get into the culture, you realize, well, you know, people are just that's like part of their being polite. So we, I think we talked about this before, maybe on the podcast, like Norwegians to them being polite is like not talking to each other on the street or bothering each other, oh, yeah. um, which is very hard to <laughs> adapt to as an American. Cause we kind of like BSing with everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now I have a different experience yeah. cause I can still be me and people know I'm not from there. And then they'll open up to me in ways they might not open up to other people that are Norwegian. Cause they, mm. if a Norwegian was like talking to them in the street, they might be like, dude, like, why are you talking to me? This mm-hmm. is weird. But like, like, oh, this guy's American. Like, he'll talk and they to want, me. <laughs> yeah, they want to have <laughs> yeah. those conversations, you know, oh, ultimately. Cool. But um, 
But so I think on the exterior, it seems very formal and can seem that way. But uh, they're so they're so friendly and uh, it's it is a laid back like I compare it to like beach town, you know, like even though we're in a city, it's kind of like it doesn't it's not like being in New York where you're like you get out and it's just like hustle bustle, you know, it's just yeah, people are in touch with nature. They have their cabin lifestyles like it doesn't seem like go, go, go. I think they appreciate that, you know, they're, what is it, working to live and not living to work. Yeah. And a lot of this comes from, to be quite honest, what I think, I mean, I don't, we don't have to go on to this topic here, but imagine if you walked up to like the average American and just told them, oh, by the way, like Joe Smith or Jane Smith, you don't have to worry about your health care anymore. Hmm. Everything that's could possibly happen is totally taken care of. Mm. So don't worry about your medical stuff anymore. Like how would that change people's daily lives here? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stress around that and a lot of anxiety uh, around people having to take care of their individual situations and make sure their families are taken care of. And you don't have that in Norway Mm -hmm. because it's just taken care of, you know? So the that key changes is, the dynamic of the energy of a society. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I I can imagine. So you're saying the key is to find a Norwegian and get married, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just takes a lot of pressure off, especially in somebody, you know, especially if you have kids yeah. and, and everything too. Yeah. Um, it really does. I mean, that's like two to $3,000 a month I don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, that's totally, that changes like everything. They yeah. have the ability to sort of be laid back and relax because they don't have to worry if like one emergency is going to wipe out everything they have, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, wow. Yeah. Systems, our system. We, we we won't get into that actually, but. No, but I mean, it's a huge part of living oh, in Norway. Yeah. Like the, mm-hmm. the more that I've kind of been there, the more I've realized how much that impacts the daily life and the society mm-hmm. there. Right. And it's just a different mentality and a different approach to things that, uh, I mean, everybody can make all the excuses in the world. We're like, well, it's like only 5 million people. And these are all the same things uh, that people say when they're looking at a system like that system versus the American system or whatever. Yeah, totally. But the bottom line is there is a, uh, in the culture, there is this sort of idea of taking care of each other, which is really nice. That does sound really nice. It does. And so do you feel pretty welcomed there? Yeah. 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 I mean, it takes time to make friends or have like a a network, a social network anywhere you go. Right. Like Mm -hmm. if you move to a new place, Um, I do think it's a bit more difficult there. I feel like here people are a little more open to like inviting you to different places Mm -hmm. and, and kind of, um, getting you involved, even though you might be a stranger there. A lot of it's a lot of people have their sort of their crew already, you know, um, and it can be harder to break into that. But, you know, after they have a few beers, they're much looser with it. <laughs> if only you can come uh, up with that $300. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but like when you do get a chance to get into a conversation or like hang out with a Norwegian I mean, you realize how super friendly they are and uh, 
you know, we're all just people. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, yeah. I think like when it comes down to it, it's, it's just been harder. Um, and I've heard this from other expats too. Um, it might be harder than some places. Uh, it's not just my bias, uh, cause I'm a pretty social guy. I like talking to people and I've still had a hard time building community there. Um, but I've also set an intention to kind of get out into the community more and you do have to make the effort too. Mm -hmm. You know, so to be fair on both yeah. sides. Well, also, but, I can imagine it's even harder with uh, when you have kids at home, you know, because it takes that yeah. takes a lot of time and you're not just single on your own, <laughs> like able to just go out and meet all the people. You know, you have obligations and a family life and all of that, too. So, right. Well, my mom likes to remind me that I after my first my big transformative travel trip was taking a solo backpacking trip through Europe when I was out of college and that was the thing that like opened my eyes like whoa mm -hmm. holy crap you can like <laughs> i met people that were traveling for a year or two years i was yeah. like what this is crazy you can do this yeah. this is like the thing that kind of hooked me um and i think i said to my mom at one point she likes to remind me like i want to live in europe i'm gonna live in europe someday mm. and i got my wish, got your wish. <laughs> and it so is pretty cool. sweet and i'm looking forward to exploring more of Europe because it's a great base to, you know, fly around. As you know, everything's right there. So easy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I spent like over a decade working on the road here in the States. So like, I feel like I've explored so many places here because I have, mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to that in Europe. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't want to sound like, do I sound negative in this podcast? No, I don't or think just so. Real? No, I think just it's real. just life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just super life. interesting. I mean, like it's, it's the life that you're used to, but like we're not. So I think it's interesting to hear about, you know, your life and what that, what the reality of that for you. Cause like, I think you represent a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to you just as a, you know, lover of Colorado from the East coast, whatever. Um, and here you find yourself in love and in Norway and like, okay, mm -hmm. let's do this thing, you know, like figuring it out. And I mean, that's life. And um, right. Yeah. I don't think it's negative. Yeah. There's all these challenges uh, when it comes to like an international relationship, but you know, it would be way worse. I mean, you could say this about travel, right, Jackie? Like you, I, I don't know if there's a snappy way to put this, but like if you're always thinking about something that you've always wanted to do and you never do it, that's way worse than like facing the challenges of doing it, mm. you know? So I could be like, I could be like, all right, I'm going to stay in Colorado. Like I love it here. But then what if I did that? And I just said, well, I'm not going to move to Norway because I don't really want to do get into all that. I'd always be wondering like what my life would have been with this girl, you know? Mm. And um, yeah. we have an amazing thing. So like oh, that's, that's really a terrible cool. way to live, right? Like you kind of have to just go with, yeah, I don't say like go with your heart. Like that sounds so cheesy, but it is. No, but that's it. There is like, well, there is, a, yeah, this element of like kind of tapping into your intuition and just being like, hey, mm -hmm. you know, let me just not think about the million things around this and let me just like do this one thing that makes sense mm -hmm. and then we'll figure out the rest later, you know? Yeah. And you know what that is? It's individuality. That's you being you and listening to you and doing the thing that you think you should do. That's what it is. And that's what makes the story so unique, you know? It's cool. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it, it totally is. It is. Because I think everybody, I mean, if you if you get a chance to visit Norway, you got to come. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, so much beautiful nature. Uh, like when I say the people are super friendly, you'll see it once you start having those interactions. And uh, 
it's just like a peaceful, cool society, you know? Yeah. It's really a relaxing place to be. I have to say, Norway La- is like at the top of my bucket list right now. It's way up there. It's been up there. And I think it's the Lofoten Islands, like up in the north. And I mean, all of that, those pictures like pull at my heart. <laughs> it's like, Epic, I need right? to go there. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think my listeners quite know this yet, but um, I'm actually... I am putting together a group trip to Norway next year. And I, yeah, that's going to be my next big, um, like bucket list trip. Like last year we went to Jordan, which is the place I had never been. And I wanted to go. And this year I'm like, you know what? It's (laughs) Norway. I'm doing it. Like, let's make it happen. So you guys, well, we got to talk about that. I know. So I would, you know what is funny? Cause I've never even met you in person. We've been friends for like a long time now. (laughs) Yeah. Years. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. You have to do this trip. I know. I'm I am going to do this trip. You guys out there, you guys come with me and uh maybe we'll do a meetup in Oslo on either end and we can do like a that would Jason be Jason and Jackie meetup. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would love that. Um you know, Oslo is a city that's on the rise. I mean, I feel like having traveled around a bunch and kind of like thinking about cities in this way. I I mean, and then being there for a while and seeing how much has changed over the last five years, mm-hmm. they're just doing the right things. I mean, I, I just see it changing. I feel it changing. There's stuff like uh, they have a big policy that we're going to, they're going to make the city center car free. Oh, by tw- I think it's whoa. 2020 or 2022. Um, and that's a huge thing, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's all kinds of debates around it and people are all pissed off and they started to, uh, charging like heavy taxes to drive into the city. So like, yeah, people were bitching about that, but guess what? They stopped driving into the city, you know? Yeah. So it's like, they're just, do, they're like forward thinking in a way that, yeah, these might be aggressive policies, but I mean, the airport, it's been built up so much over the last five years. It's just a city on the rise. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be one of these places where it becomes one of the top European destinations in, it, it in, you know, the next five or 10 years. It's an awesome place. I mean, I'll give you a good example. Like last summer, just a beautiful day. Just like, you know what? Hop on a shared bike. Um, I rode it from my apartment to the beach, went (laughs) swimming in the fjord, hung out at the beach, rode a bike back downtown, like had an ice cream, came home. And it was just like, that was awesome. Did I just you know? Do like that? I felt like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So like I cool. felt like I just had you know one of those travel days where like hey, I'm just gonna go out and like ride to the beach and like have a little adventure. And it was like that, except right out my front door. Mm. Um, so you have swimming lakes, mountains. Uh, you got the fjords, uh, tons of nature near Oslo. And then of course, when you get out of Oslo and into Norway, it's just so much beautiful nature. I know you love nature. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't love nature, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of opportunities in the city to get into nature. And you can't say that about every city um, where you feel like, wow, this is this is pretty accessible, you know? So it's cool. Wow. Went skiing this winter, like the mountain. Uh, my buddy drove me, but you could actually take a bus from the city to like a ski mountain and go skiing. That's so cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. What about what about the language there? I mean, I that's have you language. Yeah, like most people there speak English. We know this, right? And they actually speak it pretty well, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
What about Norwegian though? Like, have you attempted, how much have you learned? How have you done that? How have you navigated that? Do people, when they first see you on the street, do they speak Norwegian to you? Or, you know, like, mm, isn't... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. You know, that's... I don't know. I, there's something weird about, like, what do you, what is your experience when you go to Spanish-speaking countries? Oh, well, they speak Spanish to me. They you speak know? Spanish Of course right they do. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, because that's, they all, and they speak Spanish to each other, you know, like that's the language there. It's very, and so they're not, they're not, I mean, they, they obviously know there are in most places, well, in some places there are tourists around and so they might expect it, but they'll still speak to you in Spanish, you know? So like, I imagine in Norway, like that is your experience as well. And then do you try and speak Norwegian back to them or do you just speak English and be cool with it? <laughs> no, I like to try to speak Norwegian back to them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's funny because I think there's something with your energy and your swagger, the way you come up to say uh, like a, a a counter to order a coffee. I'm always wondering like, are they going to speak Norwegian to me or are mm-hmm. they going mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. speak English? And yeah. I find that if I come with like a mindset of speaking Norwegian, it just happens because there's some kind of like thing that gets picked up. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, generally I'll try to speak Norwegian because I live in Norway and yeah. I can speak Norwegian. So like, why wouldn't I do that? Um, my Norwegian's not so great, but uh, like uh, some places that I work and local spots that I go to, I'll, I'll kind of like force them like, no, no, you gotta speak Norwegian to me. That's so, <laughs> so like cool. good days. I'll try to, I'll try to do that. Um, but I think with the language, it, it was, I was very resistant at first for some of the reasons you mentioned at the beginning where you're like, well, your time's valuable, right? And you're like, to like learning a language, that's a big commitment. And I have all this like stuff I want to do with my, you know, zero to travel podcast or like all my work stuff mm-hmm. and all these projects I want to do and things I want to make. And you know, you, you know how it is, Jack, I mean, you get excited about all this stuff. It takes time. And now I'm like, well shoot, well, I'm going to learn a language that like, I'm probably, when am I going to use this? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, it, you know, there's only 5 million people here and I had all this sort of resistance and this sort of negative mindsets around it. And I think the resistance was just to committing, like, I, I think I was basically scared that I, I either wouldn't be able to do it or that it would just take up so much time that I wouldn't have a life after, which it kind of did. <laughs> but what I realized is, I I totally shifted my mindset because I was like, well, wait a minute. It doesn't matter that only 5 million people speak this. Like, this is a part of my family, you know? Exactly. This is like a part of where I live. This is, this is my home. This is my family. My kids are going to be speaking this language. Like, I want to be connected to this country and to these people and to my family in this way and in the way that you can only be connected through language, right? Mm. I want to be able to sit at dinner with my in-laws and not just be like in my own brain thinking because I don't understand everything that's going on around me. Um, But it seemed like such an overwhelming task to go from zero to, you know, being fluent Mm -hmm. and being able to understand what's going on around you. But after I kind of like embraced all that, I was like, yeah, this is like a part of my life. It's a huge part of my life. It's part of my life journey. And learning Norwegian is a part of that. And it's important. And it's super important to my family and to me now. So it was like a total mindset shift. And then I got excited about it, even though it was super hard. 
Now, I was fortunate because I was on a family immigration visa. And as part of that, there is like to get permanent residency, which I just applied for, you have to have a level, a certain level of proficiency. Mm -hmm. It's mandatory. So you have to um, pass tests at a certain level. And you could go in and do that and study on your own, or they will pay for you to have 500 hours of Norwegian language lessons wow. at school. Yeah. And then you have to do like 50 hours of cultural classes, um, oh like gosh. learning about society that and stuff. So and cool. I was like, well, yeah, let's, let's get into this. I'm going to get my 500 hours. So that's what I did. Um, oh my gosh. And <laughs> it, I don't know how I did it looking back. It was pretty intense for a long time. Like learning a language to me, the number one tip I could give people is just doing something with it every single day. Mm, and because I had the school stuff, I was forced to because I had homework and everything, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It didn't matter how tired I was. Like at the end of the night, I'd be working. I'd be working till like 10, 11. Like we got a baby, all this stuff. And I'm just like, I got to do my Norwegian homework. And sometimes like I was literally dizzy looking at the workbook, but I still did it. You know, yeah. um, and then I showed up to class and saw what I got wrong and spoke a little bit and then did my homework again. And I just kept doing that over a period of a year and a half. And at some point, it just starts working, you know, yeah, it just kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's man. What a cool part of the system there that they like provide that for you, that opportunity. And I mean, you have to say yes to it. So good for you. But Wow. So they do an incredible job of integrating immigrants yeah. with uh, into society by teaching them about Norwegian society mm-hmm. and forcing you to learn a language means that you are just going to be more connected to that society. Of course. You just are. And you probably um, won't and, leave. You'll have less of a, they probably want you to stay, you know, and uh, you're more yeah. likely to stay too, if you're invested and you like the place and like you could speak the language and yeah. Yeah. And like anytime I would struggle with a language, it's pretty easy uh, to kind of check yourself and get some gratitude when you're sitting in class next to like somebody from Syria who had to leave their home country because of their war. Mm-hmm. I'm there because, hey, I married a Norwegian and I have kids and I'm choosing to be here. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they're like coming from a war torn country. They wish they could just be home, but their country's in shambles. And they had to go somewhere to escape this war and now they're in Norway and they're there learning the language and they're living in this new country because their home country isn't safe. It's like if, okay, you know, my piddly, uh, (laughs) you know, bitching about, you know, having to learn this or that because this is, this is too hard or whatever. It's like pales in comparison Mm -hmm. to what these people are going through. So be, having the opportunity to sit next to people from around the world mm. um, in the class was also a really cool and humbling experience. I bet that is, that's pretty powerful right there. T- can you um, like teach me something in Norwegian? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I'll teach you a famous Norwegian saying. Ooh, okay. Uh, hold on. Let me, <laughs> hold on. I'm done my second cup of coffee now. I got oh, this. Oh, <laughs> wait. I want to ask you to teach me something else too, because this is a phrase that I okay. collect in lots of languages. How do you say I'm hungry? Jajar Sultan. Jajar, what? Sultan. Sultan. Does it have an L in it? Uh, yes. Uh, like I think Sultan? you spell it. <laughs> That's how yeah, I see it. Exactly. Okay. Jai is I, like J-E-G. J-E-G. R is 
E-R-Y-R-I-M Sultan. S-U-L-T-A-N, I think is how you spell it. Like a Sultan. Okay. Yeah. And you say Yai? Yeah. Yai. Yai like Sultan. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? See, you speak Norwegian. Oh, you are good that. at language. I speak Norwegian, guys. <laughs> you are crazy good at languages. That's kind of like your gift, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It really so is. annoying, <laughs> Jackie. It. No, it's my it's the only <laughs> thing I got. Let me keep it. <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. I, I'm I'm always super envious of people that are good at language because I really had uh, Sultan, by the way, is S U L T E N, okay. not A N. Okay. I think I said A N. <laughs> um, I am always a bit jealous of people that are like you that can just. You know, this is also encouragement for anybody listening that is like, well, I can't learn a language like Jackie's got that gift, but I don't have it. I don't have it either. And it took a lot of work, but you can do it. You can do it. It's just uh, it's just a little bit harder, Mm -hmm. I think, for us. And then but to get good at language, you need to learn languages. And now I can see the value in um, getting one under your belt because you go through it like I think the first one's the hardest and now I can understand oh now that I've learned these <laughs> certain things I have a framework to go into another language and be like oh, okay that's similar yes. to English in this way yes. or Norwegian yes. in this yes. way you just have more kind of foundational elements to kind of lean back on or compare to so I mean would you agree with that oh yeah Absolutely. Um, In fact, I love that you just said that with Norwegian, because I feel like I absolutely have that. But all of the languages that I speak are romance languages, except for German. German's like the one that's a little bit different. But when what, what you just nailed it with the word framework, it's like once you've been through the almost like the curriculum, like the the rules of the language it opens you up for, to add more like for another language no matter what the mm-hmm. language is like once you because you have to break down these things and you have to understand pieces of moving languages you know and then you can apply like oh yeah i remember learning that in this other language like this is similar to that or whatever or sometimes what's really magical is like if there's a whole formula and you learn a word that can be put into the same formula that you learned in the mm-hmm. last language. It's like, well, okay, mm-hmm. let's skip to the next lesson. Cause I, I just learned that in five seconds, you know, like moving right. on, like that's also really cool, but I, I can't imagine it would be so similar with Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Norwegian's I mean, a big monster. Like it's just so different. Actually, I could see it being, I mean, it's, sim- is, it's similar to like, I've learned some things here and there in like Swedish and, um, I could see Dutch and German like also playing a role in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of similarities between well, like basically Swedish and Norwegians. They speak together. No problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought, oh, when I know Norwegian, I also know Swedish. That's true if you grow up in Norway. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think because it there's a lot of blending mm-hmm. with those two cultures. There's like a good sibling rivalry there too, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, they like love each other, but they love to hate on each other. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, a healthy but rivalry. yeah, but I, I imagine I could get there at some point. I think if I spent more years and, mm-hmm. and we'll see, I'll, I'll have to circle That's back cool. with you on that. But um, yeah, it's I, I, anybody that's thinking about, I mean, it changes the experience in the country so much if you can speak some of the language. Absolutely. And I'm not, you don't have to be fluent. I mean, you know, as well as I do, if you even just say a sentence or two in a language or you make an attempt, 
it's so appreciated mm -hmm. appreciated and then you can just make connections with locals so much easier it's just really cool part i think it's one of the most in this day and age i mean you can fly, get on a plane fly anywhere that's the beautiful thing for people who love travel it's so easy to get around and i i think one thing that people leave off of their pre-trip checklist is too much is learning some of the language mm -hmm, even if it's just a little bit yep. because there's all the stuff you need to prepare for the the trip but then the one thing that's going to probably change or impact the, the experience of the trip the most is being able to speak a little bit of the mm -hmm. language it's just awesome and it's scary but it's so you just fun, do it though. and yeah. people are nice yeah. people are nice they're like yeah you might say the wrong thing sometimes sure and my Norwegian class I told people I I owned an internet website about spanking but you know I mean you got to make these mistakes sometimes to to get yeah, it right totally yes the word so. in Spanish for embarrassed is a false yeah. cognate to pregnant and so that happens often too yes <laughs> I'm so pregnant I know no it did happen and it's funnier when it comes out of the mouth of a male you know like it's just like everybody just dies together it's so good why are you pounding yeah. that tempranillo then <laughs> um, okay so let's do this then Here, there are some words I always try to learn when I go to a country where I don't speak the language um, so mm -hmm. can you teach me these words they're easy I know you know them so okay, let's start so. with hello <laughs> Hi. <laughs> really? Hi? Yes. Is it like, is it like H-E-J Well, you can say, you can say like, hollow. So that's what a lot hello. of them will say, like H-A-L-L-O, hollow. Yeah. Or like in Norwegian, they'll say hi, hi, which is H-E-I, uh, is just hi, but for some reason they say it okay. twice. So they'll say hi, hi, uh, which is kind of like a cute way of saying hi, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of funny. And they'll also say hi, hi when they're getting off the phone sometimes. Like my wife will say that to her oh. mom. Like, hi, hi, but you're saying hi, but it's goodbye, you know? So, okay. yeah. <laughs> kind of like a chow. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So what about goodbye? Hada. How do you spell that? H-A, first word, and D-E-T second word wow say it again so it's like so the full the full word is hadabra which is like have it good hadabra um bra b-r-a like yeah. is good it's so mm -hmm. like hadabra uh but hada usually you just say hada hada so which is okay. just goodbye yeah cool so like kind, they're kind hada. of just saying like have it but it means have it good you yeah. know like, goodbye it's goodbye yep. okay okay what about thank you Tusentak. Tusentak. Or do you just say tak? Yeah, like you can for just thanks? say tak. Yeah, tusentak is like, uh, yeah, tak is uh, T A K K. K K. Okay. So that's you can just say tak. Tak is thanks. Yeah. yeah. But tuk. if you say tusentak, that's like, thanks so much. It's like a thousand. is a thousand. So it's like a thousand thanks. Ah. You can say uh, tusen yartli tak, which is like, like, thanks from my heart. Like, uh, a thousand thanks from my heart. Kind wow, of. that's a big thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Tusen, okay. Tusen tak. I love that. That's like mil gracias, like a thousand thank yous. Yeah. Grazie mille. Grazie mille. Grazie mille. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What about please? Vasho snil. Vasho snil. Var, var, var so snil. So it's like, um, would you be so kind? 
is is like the direct translation. So it's three words. Uh, it's var, which is like V, and then like Norwegian has the A E connected. Okay, it's a letter yeah. that's like an A E connected R, and then so is a S and A with that circle over top of it. Okay, and then snill <laughs> is a S N I L L. So it's like var so snill. Like S- you can say like you are so snill, like you are so nice, you know. Var so snill. It's kind of like var so snill. It's a can you have vasha snil for um, uh, pond cake or something, you know? Um, can you have vasha snil for and cup coffee? So it's like, can I please, can I have, please a have a cup of coffee? Yeah. Um, cool. More. More. I want to <laughs> learn it. Okay. I'll, beer. What about beer? Ol. That's an easy one. <laughs> oh I love gosh, how they just made funny. like please is three words, but beer is just two letters. Does that it's, say something about Norwegian society? <laughs> <laughs> Just have to be able to say old. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like O with the line through it, which is a cool letter. Okay. Um, that's also in my wife's last name. And then L. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'll teach you a saying, which is a common saying in Norway. Okay. And it goes, Definis ike dorli var, bara dorli klar. And that just means... This is a very popular Norwegian saying. It means there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. Oh, yes. I say that. I love that. I got to learn. Okay. Can we repeat that? I want to learn it. I'm also going to have you write this down for me so I can practice it later. But let's try that again. I want to repeat after you. Uh, du finis is uh, like D-U and then F-I-N-N-E-S. Finis. Du finis. Du finis ikke dorli var. Um, Ike is I-K-K-E. Dorli is like bad. D-A with the O over it or with the circle over it. R-L-I-G. Um, and then var is also weather, like var so snil, we just mm-hmm. talked about. V-A-E-R. Um, bada is bada is like B-A-R-E. Bada. Uh, dorli klar. And klar is, uh, is clothing. So it's like K-L-A-E. That AE letter mm-hmm. again, R. Du finis ike dorli var, bara dorli klar. Du finis ike dorli var. Keep going. Bara, bara, bara. dorli klar. Dorli klar. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love it's it. A, that's cool. That's a fun. There is no bad weather, say. only bad gear. You know why I say that? Because Patagonia. <laughs> yes. Anywhere that the <laughs> weather is get... like that, people have great weather sayings, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, now you just have to be type... prepared. Yeah, they get out in anything. There's no like, I mean, I guess that's the reason they were the Vikings, right? Like, you you know, I take my daughter to daycare and it's like pouring rain. They just like, all right, we'll just put the rubber boots on and like everybody get outside. And (laughs) they just, they're outside, you know, because like if you don't go outside because it's not nice, then you won't be outside a lot in Norway because it's like the weather can be a challenge. So, yeah. this is just part of their culture. You just get outside in all the, all elements, and it's a really cool thing, I think. Uh, and the kids sleep outside also at the daycare, unless it's oh, like man. below <laughs> ten degrees or something. Celsius, um, you're talking? Uh, no. Fahrenheit? <laughs> yeah, it has really? to be really cold for them to to sleep inside. Yeah, they wow, have. Uh, check that out. They have sleeping <laughs> so bags, cool. like you know, winter sleeping bags in their strollers, and they so like they put the kids in sleeping bags and strollers, and they sleep outside. 
that's how they take their naps. Wow. Badass, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's so rad, man. Okay. All right, I'm going to try this one more time. I'm going to try this one more time. Hopefully not butcher it. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I wrote it down. Okay, do, do, is it do or de? De? Do. Do, do finis ike dorli var, vara dorli klar. There you go. Yeah. I should not be the one teaching you Norwegian, by yes. the way. I yes, should be bringing should. my wife in here to do this because I'm sure my accent's not very good. But there you go. Well, I'm doing the best I can. I love it. Thank you. It's fun. <laughs> How do you say cheers? Skol. Skol is the same? Okay. Yeah. I say the same because it's similar in Scandinavia, rest of Scandinavia. So yeah. Cool. I like it. I'm excited for you that you're doing this whole journey in Norwegian and life in Norway and I know. kids in Norwegian well, and all yeah, the things. Yeah, me too. It's funny it's because so my cool. kids, well, my daughter speaks Norwegian and then I just speak English back to her. But her, now that we've been in the States, her English has gotten, her English is good. Like she understands everything. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. But uh, But she doesn't speak it back as much. And now she's starting to, and now she's starting to... Like she'll say the thing in Norwegian first and then English second. And I'm just oh, like, oh man, that's so cool. That is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Like, yeah. Oh, to watch that. That's yeah. It's so amazing. Cool. Wow. Learn a language changes yeah. your life. Heck yeah. Big time. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. Well, Jason, it's been an hour. So I'm going to go ahead and, and cut us off here because I could keep asking you questions about Norwegian. Um, <laughs> so, but this has been so cool. I'm, it's always so fun to talk to you. And I love that we went a totally different direction today and just talked about something we haven't talked about before. It was really fun to learn more about you and your life and Norwegian and like Norway and the way of things. So um, <laughs> I really appreciate it uh, on behalf of everybody listening. I hope they do too. But yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me and letting me share some of this. It's nice because uh, these are things I don't get to talk about super often so it's nice yeah. to kind of unload and share a little bit it's great yeah. and uh yeah we'll practice your norwegian a bit more when we're hanging out in person in norway yes. when we get there. i'm gonna get that saying down and then teach it to everybody who comes on that trip because <laughs> it's gonna be a nice. winter trip because i want to do northern lights so i've got to catch it in the right season and so it's probably going to be like february next year like northern lights like dog sledding and you know oh yeah winter in norway but like you said there's no bad weather only bad gear <laughs> yay <laughs> there you go and they will put you in giant winter suits up yeah. north if Woo. they're uh yes you're gonna need that if we need it <laughs> when we need it <laughs> but the northern Sweet. lights took me like three years in norway to see and then when i saw it it was up my wife's from a rural area in hedmark and mm -hmm. uh i saw it on christmas and it was spectacular. <gasps> oh, so it was worth so it, cool. uh, the wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Mm. Well, we're going to try. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But yeah. Jason, um, at Zero to Travel, you guys know Jason. But if you want to go check out Jason's stuff um, and his podcast, Zero to Travel, um, go check that out. Zero to Travel.com and at Zero to Travel on Instagram and all the things. Yeah. Jason, all, thank you again. And all the that. things. You're at zero. You're just zero to travel. That's what you are everywhere. So yeah, that's easy true. to find. Easy. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on again. And um, yeah, I can't wait for next time. 
Yeah, thank you. Thanks Enjoy for the rest me. of your vacation, your Papa permission, <laughs> whatever you call it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. I appreciate Yay. it. All right. Talk to you again very soon. Thanks, Jason. Right. Take care. Okay, that's it for today, guys. Again, happy fifth podcast anniversary to us all here at Jump, formerly BMT. And thanks again to Jason for sharing his story with us today. If you liked what you heard about that group trip to Norway we mentioned and want to make sure you're in the loop for such announcements, go subscribe for trip updates at travelingjackie.com slash trips. Those emails are where all the big news comes out. Uh, You'll be the first to know what trips are upcoming and... You'll also have first dibs for signups. I just opened up Patagonia for this year and you guys on the list nearly sold it out before it even opened to everyone else. So make sure you're on that list if you want in on these trips. Um, That being said, there are still a few spots left for Patagonia this year. And you can find all of that at travelingjackie.com slash trips. Uh, We're kicking off a new series in the next episode. So please stay tuned um, and I'll see you guys there. Safe travels, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.